0: a weekly podcast where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts from around the world. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And remember to subscribe to get new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Dave Fancher. Dave has been building software for more than a decade, he is the owner of Achieve Solutions, as well as a Microsoft Most Valuable Professional, a Plural Site author, and author of The Book of F-Sharp. Dave is also active within the software development community and has spoken at numerous events throughout the United States. So Dave, can I ask you to expand on that brief bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of information in that paragraph, but that really sums it up. Um, I've been developing software for a number of years and uh, really found that it resonated with me and have stuck with it. Um, as my profile says, I've been in .NET for most of my career, but uh, it's a changing world. And so I'm trying to continually expand that, hence things like f even though that's .NET, it has a lot of application outside of that environment.
0: Dave, can you maybe share a unique career tip with the IT Career energizer audience, one they need to know and maybe don't?
1: Yeah, I mean, I hate to be cliche on this, but um, one of the things I found to be incredibly effective and useful throughout my career uh, that I think uh, may be underappreciated in certain audiences, though, particularly the people trying to just get out of college is don't underestimate the power of being an effective communicator.
0: Yes, absolutely true. Yep.
1: Yeah. You know, I, th- I think there's, and I think the attitudes are changing. Uh, one of the things I do outside of of normal day to day coding is I teach at a fairly up and coming coding boot, uh, excuse me, coding boot camp here in the Indianapolis area, and we have a variety of people from career changers, a little bit more progressed in their career necessarily that are looking for a change, but we also get a lot of people coming straight out of school and. While I think there may be some attitudes of those coming straight out of school that are changing and are starting to realize that there's still a lot of a thought of well, I'm going into software so I don't have to deal with people, and that couldn't be any further from the truth,
0: yeah, I totally agree with that do you do you think the art of communication is changing or has changed with technology?
1: well, my wife and I have this conversation or similar conversations pretty regularly. And one of the things I think, and I've seen this time and time again, is humans are really good at reinventing ways to do the exact same thing. Uh, We, we really have just come up with different ways to solve the same problems. I don't necessarily know that, that, things are the technology is necessarily changing that. I mean, we, we're still, we're still writing. Is it a newspaper online or is it a newspaper in print? Uh, is it a blog? Is it, is it an email? Is it a a written letter? Like these are just different solutions to the same problem. So I think that they do come with their own, let's say, rules of etiquette. I mean, I think there's there's certain areas where different degrees of formality come into play, but, By and large, I really don't think that technology is necessarily changing that in any way other than maybe making it go faster.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Dave, can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience?
1: Certainly. So as I've looked back over my career, thinking about things like that, my worst IT career moment, and I really think about the type of work that I've done, most of it is really insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Okay, somebody's advertisement doesn't load at the right place. Uh, There have been some bigger catastrophic failures that have been very short-term in terms of their impact. You know, the usual rookie mistakes. Oops, I deleted the production database. Good thing, we had a backup. But again, coming back to that whole communication theme, most of the worst things, and I don't necessarily know that I can say one thing is necessarily worse than the other, is always comes back to poor communication misunderstandings and that type of thing so uh, I think that the communication uh, like I said I, I really have I'm really having a difficult time coming up with a specific example uh, but just recognizing that there are significantly different personalities and personality types, and everybody communicates in different ways. And when we talk about type A personalities and and whatnot, those types of interactions, and those can can definitely be some of the most problematic areas in an IT career.
0: Yeah. Do you feel it's a skill uh, to be able to deal with those different types of people and, and different forms of communication?
1: Absolutely, it is. Um, And and many, many pages and dead trees exist in the attempt to help solve that problem that there's there's lots of I don't have an example off the top of my head, but, but lots of, of books devoted to the subject of being a more effective communicator. And I go back to that coding bootcamp. one of the things I really appreciate about that particular program is they spend some time throughout the course of their program. With the students actually going through some of those personality assessment tests and trying to help and and identify each individual in the class, identify their strengths and weaknesses and how they should relate to other people and their strengths and, and weaknesses.
0: Yeah, I suppose that can be very revealing as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's very, very uh, insightful. And the things that you can learn about yourself and others and what things are effective for you may not be effective for, for communicating with somebody else. And and the same thing applies to learning techniques. Can you tell us
0: about your uh, career highlight or greatest success?
1: Yeah, so a couple of of things. These are definitely more technology oriented, but the human cost and the human impact behind them is something that that I'm really proud of. So a number of years ago, I was working for a, a consultancy and we had a client who had brought us in to essentially re-engineer one of their processes. They had millions of documents, um, that's a slight exaggeration, not much of one though, of documents that were coming in through FedEx daily, uh, and they had a department that was dedicated to handling all of these documents, matching them back up to uh, records in their database. These were actually uh, vehicle titles. So, who owns the the title, or who has the title for a vehicle, and matching it up to the loans that are associated, the liens and loans that are associated with that particular vehicle. So that was a largely manual process. And we re-engineered the process with a bunch of really fun technology that I won't get into the details here. But when we came into the project, they had, I think eight people on staff manually keying in vehicle identification numbers to try to make those connections. And their staff was routinely putting in 12 to 14 hour days. Uh, that's not good for anybody. No. So when we were done, their volume had actually uh, at least doubled. I don't remember the numbers. It's been so many years, but it had at least doubled because of some acquisitions and whatnot. And they were actually handling that load, that's, that, that double load in, uh, about half the time as they had been before because we were able to do more automation behind the scenes. I mean, that, that had an impact to the bottom line for the company. They were not having to pay out as much in overtime and the individual employees. I mean, if they really wanted all the overtime, they kind of lost that, but they were able to spend more time with their kids and, and they were still still able to be effective and important in the company, but they didn't have to give every waking hour to manually keying, vehicle identification numbers. Yes.
0: Yeah. That sounds like a good result.
1: Yeah, it was a, I was really proud of that project. It was a lot of fun to work on.
0: So Dave, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT?
1: One of the biggest things right now, um, uh, is just the passion of the next generation. So I mentioned the coding boot camp, watching the the next group, the next wave of people that are are coming into it. I mean, they're coming into it, the career changers are coming into it because they saw a problem that they wanted to fix in their current role. And they they said, Hey, this is there's something more to this. I want to get into that. That's really cool. Watching that discovery in in those career changers, but also seeing very similar process in the people straight out of school. And then going a little step further, there's an organization called Coder Dojo, which uh, I champion one of the dojos here in Indianapolis. And seeing the kids come in and watching them, I mean, they're doing stuff with Scratch all the time. And then I look at how programming has evolved from where I got my start in quick basic years and years ago to drag and drop. And I see the things they're doing with uh, the BBC's micro bits, and how there's a drag and drop interface for that that writes JavaScript, and they've got Python on top of that. And just really seeing that, that whole process of discovery and excitement that goes along with that keeps me excited and energized for what's coming.
0: I think you're right. I think there's, there's a tremendous amount of resource and, and access to be able to do these things now.
1: Oh, absolutely. And uh, when I was first introduced to those micro bits, I had never seen them. And the amount of technology and capability that's packed into that little chip is in that little piece of plastic. And the, the price of it uh, is, is really, really insanely reasonable, too. I've, I liked them so much. I went to the local electronics store and bought two of them for me to mess around with.
0: Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? Yes, I am. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Well,
1: that was an easy one because that I found early on, it was about the only thing I was good at. Uh, I tried sports. I tried music and quickly learned that my music capability stopped at turning on the radio. <laughs> so... Uh, So yeah, I mean, I I found that the concepts and everything I said earlier that I got my start with quick basic and just the, the whole notion of programming really resonated with me and I stuck with it and was fortunate enough to be able to make a career out of it. What is the
0: best career advice you've ever received?
1: The best career advice I ever received came from a gentleman I worked with in my very first what I call real job. I was working for a manufacturer with a global presence. And this gentleman had spent his entire career there. So he was close to retirement. And we had a conference call where one of the executives told us basically, 50% of you won't have a job in two years. And so this is my first job. I don't know what to do. I'm talking to this guy who I saw. He was kind of, in a sense, a father figure to me. And the piece of advice he gave me at that point which has stuck with me for years, and it's only recently that I've really kind of thought of it in larger terms, was that Dave needs to watch out for Dave because sure as hell no one else will. So at the time, it was everybody's out for themselves. But I'm also seeing as I get older and reflect back on that, thinking more about that, there's so much wisdom in that because it's not just about making decisions about the job, you know, am I going to leave this company where I've, I've gotten my start in my career? You know, I've, these are the only people I've ever really worked with for any amount of time. But it's more than that. It's about taking care of yourself too, taking care of the needs of your family, watching out for them because, yeah, I mean, everybody is out for themselves. And, and if you've got to make a decision, are you going to take care of yourself? Or are you going to take care of someone else? You really kind of have to, to weigh all of those things together. So, so yeah, uh, watch out for yourself. Uh, because you're the you're the only person truly with your own best interests in mind.
0: If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do?
1: So that's a good question. Um, I think one of the things, I've actually thought about this question a lot lately, and if I was to start again today, when I see things like what's coming out with machine learning and a lot of the analytics that are, are coming out, I think that the first thing I would do, even before I wanted to start diving into coding, was I would develop a solid foundation in statistics, uh, because I think that's a p- applicable not just into in terms of machine learning, but in terms of of all sorts of business intelligence and um, other areas of business, not just uh, programming. But I think there's a a solid future in in working with those concepts and applying those into our day-to-day jobs. And I kind of regret not paying as much attention in my statistics classes back in school.
0: Do you think big data is going to become even more important? I know it's, it's significant now, um, and the value on data is is a major factor in every business. So do you think that's going to continue?
1: I think it is. I think that one of the bigger things that that we need to figure out, though, is we've got all this data, but what do we do with it? And I think there's, there's still a lot of unanswered questions around that. But absolutely, I think as we figure out more about what this data that we're capturing is good for, where it can apply, how it can help us affect our decisions, I think absolutely it's going to become more important. And when we think about things, machine learning, artificial intelligence, those types of things, how else do things like self-driving cars happen without all of that analysis going on of the data that's collected?
0: What career objectives are you focusing on at the moment?
1: So that's an interesting question because you know our CEO just recently asked us to submit our goals. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And one of the things that's really kind of I've kind of settled on is at the very at this point in time, I'm very happy with the current state of of my life and my career. Uh, so, so right now I'm really focused on stabilizing and maintaining that current status. I don't want to fall into a lull, but at the same time, I mean, I think I've, I've achieved what I think is a reasonable balance between work and extracurricular activities and home life. So I'm really focused on on maintaining that at, the, at this current time because burnout is a real thing. I've been there and I don't want to go back there.
0: And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far?
1: So this is kind of coming full circle. Again, the biggest non-technical skill that's helped in my career has been learning to effectively communicate. And I still have a long way to go in that area in a lot of things, but communication really in effective communication really changes everything. So What kind of got me set on the trajectory where I started speaking at conferences and writing books and whatnot was being able to articulate and primarily on the written word. I got a lot of work uh, blogging, which I've neglected the past few years because of other reasons, but blogging is that thing that changed my life. So being able to articulate either verbally or through written communication, whatever Thoughts you're having are it's probably the it's probably the most important thing you can do.
0: Dave, can you share a parting piece of career advice um, before we close?
1: Now, a parting piece of career advice would be again be cognizant of burning out. Uh, I talked about this a little bit earlier. It i I was at a point in my career a number of years ago where I was starting to burn out. I was definitely at a lull and. I was overextending, but I was also in a company where they suffered from a serious case of not-invented-here syndrome, and all of their technology was proprietary. And I was developing a lot of non-transferable skills, and that really was not helping my career go anywhere. So between extending myself and and having those non-transferable skills, I was really starting to, to burn out and just like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't care about this anymore. But then I started becoming aware of that and made some changes in my life and have been in a very good spot ever since.
0: And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and potentially connect with you?
1: So a couple of ways. I think they're pretty standard. Uh, I won't necessarily say I'm active on Twitter, but I am responsive on Twitter. Um, I don't. I, I used to spend a lot more time on Twitter than I do now, but you can find me there at Dave Fancher. Uh, I generally connect with just about anybody who sends me a request on LinkedIn. And then there's, of course, my neglected blog, DaveFancher.com, and email. Uh, if you can get through the spam filters, it's always good, Dave at DaveFancher.com.
0: Dave, thanks for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great chatting with you.
1: Yes, thank you very much for inviting me.
0: My thanks go to Dave for being my guest on today's show. Four show notes can be found at itcareerenergizer.com e56. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Hadi Hariri, who leads a developer advocacy team at JetBrains. You can get this and future episodes automatically downloaded and available to play by simply subscribing to the podcast in iTunes or whichever streaming service you're using to listen. Have a great week. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.